We are in week two of the Shyamalaniverse, and of course, after we've talked about the wonderful outing of Unbreakable, a little mixed feelings on that, but we have another take two, so to say, as we will be covering a more recent outing for the Shyamalaniverse, so recent that it happened a mere two years ago. Mm-hmm. I think it was two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With uh, mm-hmm. M. Night Shyamalan's film Split. Almost to the day. Oh my god, try not to talk during this part. I'm so sorry. sorry. It's fine. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. We are talking about Split. But will this movie split us in terms of opinion? We'll find out on a very 24 different identities edition <laughs> of the review. Review! Hello, dear. One of my identities is Mrs. Doubtfire. Welcome to the review review. Uh, show where two small town dudes give your big split opinions. I'm Troy to the max extreme, and Troy to the max extreme, and Troy to the max extreme, and Troy to the max less extreme. Oh my gosh. And Troy to the That's most the one with... extreme. <laughs> well, I'm the beast. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, today, we are jumping back into the Shamal Anniverse going over Split. Yeah. Very few people know that we are in the same body. <laughs> That's true. We're the same person. Right. We just get, are really good at throwing our voice <laughs> yep. to our different personality. You betcha. It's a it's a talent that us as one single body have. Yeah. Just imagine uh, uh, the, the person that is us <laughs> That's sitting right. alone right. in a room right. just talking to himself. It's unma- It's really unimaginable. Yeah. Even when it sounds like we're talking over our, over each other, we're, we're just really good at throwing our voice it's back just, and forth. It's, See, it's like, hear uh, what we did there? <laughs> it's just our beast trying to emerge. Yeah. We're beasting pretty hard right now, bro. <laughs> That's right. We're beasting to the max. <laughs> JT. I'm rocking, a, I'm rocking a beast right now. <laughs> I'm beasting. I'm, I'm super beasting. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll beast at our review. Coming up at the top of the hour. Yeah. But before we dive into some more M night, why don't yeah. we dive into something that happened? What happened during the M day? <laughs> <laughs> I hope this whole show was full of shit puns. <laughs> uh, JT, we like to drink on this show. Yeah. Occasionally. <laughs> like, what are best of 2018 where i think all of us had nine beers or God. something like that i'm Jesus surprised we were even Christ. able to talk about buster scruggs at the end there <laughs> i was surprised it was coherent <laughs> no kidding like, it was just like oh this, this fucking guy on a horse <laughs> we got this buster flug guy and he was fun <laughs> um regardless natty light yeah. You'll know that as the cheaper version of natural. 
the the light version of that. It's yeah. another Anheuser Busch joint. Yeah. Uh, it's it's like the uh, bottom mm. shelf of you'll find there. Yeah. Uh, thirty pack for nine dollars. Two dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they are doing something special for the kids, JT. <laughs> now hear me out, please. The kids being twenty one and older. Oh, gotcha. But they are giving away $10 million in the next 10 years to help with student debt relief Good for college students. And that really surprised me. Now, Anheuser-Busch has been doing it for like the last few years anyway. But because student debt is such a problem that there is about like uh, more than a trillion dollars in debt yeah. for the people out there with loans... They are helping to the cause and donating $10 million to help uh, 70 people a year pay off their student loans. Well, good. Yes. Uh, if you want to know more about that, if you uh, are burdened by the student loans, go to naturallight.com slash rules.com. Is there two dot coms in that? <laughs> Just Google it then, because I think I might have <laughs> fucked up this address. But uh, for all the rules and regulations, natural light, probably slash rules.com. Every time, every time Troy tries to do something nice, he fucks it up. <laughs> Fuck me. So anyway, I might even check that out. I don't even have that much left in student loans, but I don't want to pay them. So. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> that's, that's perfect for me, so I'll check that shit out. Um, moving on, JT. Yeah? To some YouTube news. Yeah, Now, we do have our show uploaded onto YouTube. You can find our channel there at The Review Review. You can be one of the five people that listens to a show. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Not a lot of people listen to our show yeah. on YouTube. Just doesn't. It's not the it's platform. Fine. It's fine. And it doesn't hurt our feelings. No, you don't have to. Y you don't, you really. Just, you, can, you can go there. Maybe leave a comment. Tell us how much we suck. Sure. We'll get, we'll get alerted. We'll probably talk about it on here. Uh, of course we will. We love feedback. We love it. Well, YouTube is giving uh, some feedback to people who are putting videos of dangerous pranks and challenges up on their site. Stop it. Pretty much. They're, <laughs> they're banning them completely. Oh. So these new, like, bird box challenges or the Tide Pod challenges will not be on their platform. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it so sounds uncharacteristically responsible of YouTube. <laughs> yes, uh, it is. And it's, it comes with a three-strike rule. Uh-oh. So if, you're, uh, if your channel is caught doing it the first time, you get limited access to doing live streams. Uh-oh. If you do it the second time, you have less you can do. I can't remember what the second one is. I think you can't upload a, past a certain minute mark. Yeah. And then your third one is just like your channel's taken down. Gotcha. So they really jump to the third strike and you're you're done. So um, even though I think this is a good thing to help stop, put an end, to like put an end to all this dumb shit that people yeah. want to try to do, like eat poison. Yeah. <laughs> I do think it is a pushback on First Amendment rights a little bit. Like uh -oh. you should be able to kind of do whatever you want. But then again, it's their platform, so they can kind of say like what they want on there. So I I don't know what what what's your thoughts on this? Oh, I think if it endangers public safety, right? I think it, it's 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 one of those you, you can't yell fire in a movie theater type things. Mm -hmm. 
Like, kids are stupid enough to see this on YouTube and be like, I want to do that. I want to drive blindfolded. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, we're going to test it right now. Troy is now putting on a blindfold, <laughs> and he is about to chew on a Tide Pod. Here we go. Good thing we only have one body to poison us both. That's true. <laughs> Damn it, I should have thought about that. <laughs> but all of our clothes are so clean. They mean they the are. ones that I ate. Yeah. We sweat tide now. <laughs> Good thing I ate those dirty, dirty, fuck. I just fucked everything all up. Yeah. I had a good joke, fucked it up. You know what I mean? Fuck up good things. Yeah. We eat our laundry after we eat a Tide Pod. <laughs> uh, oh, shoot. And then I... we jog down the street for a spin cycle. Well, JT, I don't know if I can find something I need for... Oh, there it is. What? Uh-oh. You didn't light the candle? We got the bell. <gasps> I think I know what this is for. Let's start ringing the bell. <gasps> <laughs> Give me that bell. Give me that bell. Give me that bell. Bill. 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 I do not have sexual relations with that. <laughs> woman that's the that's the bill clinton bell edition <laughs> uh aquaman jt hit one billion dollars in the worldwide box office making it the highest grossing dc film yeah worldwide they love that fish man they love the world loves the world aquaman loves the, the world man. over <laughs> he loved the fish man um Domestically, though, it still ranks number four yeah. in the DC world of DC movies. Yes. Uh, Batman v Superman is still number one domestically. Oh, boy. Followed by Wonder Woman. Followed by Suicide Squad. Yeah. Aquaman. Uh, Man of Steel. And then Justice League is the last one. <laughs> Which you wouldn't think would be, but is. Yeah. Uh, but yes, Aquaman has made 1 billion worldwide, making it the most popular DC movie in the world over. Well, good on you, Momoa. Good on him. Would you have ever expected this? No. Me neither, <laughs> but good on it because the movie was fine. Okay. <laughs> it was not horrible. I'm trying to find oh, something we can no. both agree on. Okay, not I'll go with not horrible. <laughs> I'll take not horrible for a thousand, Alex. <laughs> Was it better than Suicide Squad? Yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to test it anymore. No, I'm like, that's my gauge on where everything falls. <laughs> I can see you're like thinking of, was it better? No, wait, no. Never mind. <laughs> okay, Suicide Squad. <laughs> there we go. That's we'll, a good we'll one. We'll settle on that. Um, JT, did you see this? See, see about this? <laughs> Twitter was all a buzz two days ago, or maybe on Sunday, because a Gillette ad hit the internet. Did you watch this Gillette ad? I didn't see it, but I heard about it. The Gillette but... ad uh, entitled "The Best Men Can Be." Yeah, they're telling us they're telling us men that we can't do stuff. <laughs> What do you mean we can't just sexually harass women all the time? This is bullshit. <laughs> Charles, get your sweet ass in here. <laughs> Why don't you tell me how much you like a movie, then let me tell you how you're wrong about it. <laughs> so anyway, that's pretty much the gist of what the ad was, is going against all of that negativity that's been in the... Uh, 
uh, news in the last year or more. Um, Just telling men, just stop being a bunch of cucks. Yeah. Pretty much. And then men responded by being a bunch of cucks. <laughs> Some did, yes. Others were finally like, yeah, this is pretty spot on. What about women? Women do stuff too. <laughs> it's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. That's why you make 70% more than women at the same job. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, uh, check out that Gillette ad. It wasn't, from all the outrage that I saw of it on the internet, I watched it and I'm like, yeah, that's that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> Just stop being a bunch of douches. I I don't think they crossed the line until they got to the point where they made a man get on his hands and knees and say, "Beg me, you little bitch. <laughs> Pay for what you did." That was that got a little bit too racy at the end. Yeah, I mean I was on board until the end when yeah. that, when all that yep. happened. Yeah. But and then this this woman came and then like stepped in a big pile of dog shit and made him lick it off her boot. Yeah. That got kind of hot, actually. I mean, I, did I jerk off to it? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> did I like it? Yes. I mean, in all honesty, <laughs> I jerk off to everything, Gillette. <laughs> I just love razors. Yeah, I mean, think of just a nice, smooth, porpoise-like body with no hair on it. I'm going to be right back. Charlie. Arousing. <laughs> well, we share the same body, so <laughs> I'm coming. I'm going to make you watch. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to give you control of the head, and I'm going to take control of the hands, and I'm going to make you watch. uh, While looking for news, I didn't dive too much into this one, but I saw a funny headline that I thought I just wanted to read the headline and then go on to something else. Okay. The headline is, Numi Rapace has no idea what a Prometheus 2 would have been. All right. Sounds good. Like, awesome. I'm writing that down and moving on. (laughs) Because nobody knows what Prometheus 1 was. <laughs> so, like, no shit you don't know what 2 was. <laughs> um, more on to the Disney live-action train, JT. Okay. Do you see this news? No. That the newest addition to the live-action remake is going to be the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, wonderful. So they can fuck that up again. Uh... I barely remember this, but I watched a clip of it not that long ago, and it is a harsh movie to watch, especially for a kid. Yeah. I think they call Esmeralda a whore in it. I'm sure they do. And I'm like, this is for kids, right? I like, watched this when I was a kid. The villain is like is like a religious guy. Yeah. He's like a bishop or something. Yeah, like a cardinal or a bishop yeah. or something like that. But, uh... It definitely is dark. It's, like, made right after the 90s huge popular ones. Yeah. And verging into the early 2000s. I still think it's, like, late 90s, though. But it, uh, I don't remember this one hardly at all. There's three gargoyles that I thought were the okay when I was a kid. Yeah. Wasn't one Danny DeVito? Yeah, I think so. Oh, boy. But this is, like, peak, like, Disney theme where it's, like... If you're ugly and you have a hot friend, be happy that your hot friend is also fucking someone that's hot. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? The mo- like the whole the whole movie, like Quasimodo's like pining over Esmeralda, and then at the end, she's like, "Well, I'm gonna fuck this other guy instead," and he's like, "All right, cool. I'm gonna live vicariously through his dick. Sweet. I'm gonna fuck these three stone things that talk to me. <laughs> Let's just ring all their bells. Yeah." Um, another rumor is that Josh Gad 
<laughs> may star in this movie. Oh, God. Hopefully as the titular hunchback. Yeah. <laughs> um, But isn't he already in Beauty and the Beast, right? Yeah. As LeFou? Yeah. Like LeFou comes back, gets a little... Uh... Gets a little injury where he breaks his back. Right, terribly. And then he, he's, he's forced to live in a... <laughs> in a bell tower. In a bell tower the rest of his life. <laughs> Makes friends with pigeon shit covered gargoyles. Yeah. And uh, pines over a gypsy whore. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. That felt bad coming out of my mouth. <laughs> it just felt dirty. Um, Netflix JT. Okay. They're all a buzz. Yeah. Spending all that money. So much money. Three bill a year, supposedly. Yeah. Uh, because of that, they'll be raising their prices. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> See this? I heard there's, there's supposed to be a little bit of a price. Um, if jump. you, and every tier is getting a price raise too this oh. time. Unlike last time where the basic plan stayed at like $8 or whatever it was. Yeah. But every plan is raising 18%. Okay. So if you have the most popular plan, which is the $11 plan, it's going to 13 Oh, geez. If you have their like super HD plan, it's going up to $16. And yeah. if you have like their $8 plan, it's going up to 9 Gotcha. But that's uh, only in the U.S. and U.S. territories. Uh-oh. So any of our out-of-country listeners, Great. you're so you Puerto Rico's getting cut. fucked even more now. That's right. Sorry, Puerto Rico. Yeah. We can't pay for your relief, but we're also going <laughs> to hike up your Netflix. <laughs> the one reprieve you did have. Yeah. Christ. Um, but anybody in the uh But hey, good Australia. news. We're getting that wall, so. <laughs> Take comfort in that, guys. When you're, when you're having weird power outages, yeah. we're going to have a fucking wall. So cool. Better believe it. <laughs> That's our that's our political part of this show. <laughs> oh, we're we're done now. Hopefully, <laughs> depends on how many if we have eight more beers. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Pearl Harbor. <laughs> oh my God! Remember when we went off on that? <laughs> that was bad. Um, they're raising their prices to help pay for new content, so they can compete. And be like, uh, it's already like a superpower of streaming. Yeah. But it wants to be like the one. That, so like nobody has to go anywhere yeah. else. It wants to be the Highlander of streaming services. Exactly. There can be only one. There can only be one. <laughs> and it's going to help uh, pay for their finance debt. They took out huge loans to be more globalized and yep. all this kind of stuff. Make Bird Box. Make Bird Box, of course. <laughs> um, you know, all of those reasons. <laughs> It's only two, not, not only pay, two reasons. Not pay for Sherlock Holmes movie. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there you go. Um, and that's uh, all my news. I think JT. Oh that's my all goodness! I got. You yeah. got through a lot in a very short period of time. Well, I don't think we got to dwell on a ton of stuff. I don't bullshit. That's yeah. right. Let's we'll get down to brass tacks. My name's T Max. You're not on bullshit. I'm not gonna bullshit. Not today. Not, not tomorrow. I'm not one to <laughs> blow smoke up your ass. <laughs> But that's all I got on the docket. <laughs> uh, Trey, you've heard that there is a secret Ghostbusters movie in the works. I have. Oh, my God. Troy. Oh. I, I guess they put out a miniature teaser. Yeah, they did a bunch today, of like, right? Just a bunch of images and stuff. It really wasn't any footage of any kind of film. But 
They have pinpointed a director for this Ghostbusters, Jason Reitman. I was going to say Paul Feig. <laughs> no, it's, I guess it's supposed to be a direct sequel to the 80s films. Oh, they're actually going to go with through that? Now? Yeah. All right. And they're, they're recruiting Jason Reitman, the son of uh, Ivan Reitman, who uh-huh. made the classic Ghostbusters films. Oh, how about it? So I like Jason Reitman as a, as a director. Uh, what else has he done? Uh, well, he had a movie that was on my list for this year, Tully. Okay. Also did Up in the Air, did Juno. Oh my god. So I've seen go. almost all of those, except for Tully. So Jason Reitman. And it's going to be a sequel, you say? Yes. You know, they could have just made the lady one a sequel. Yes. But, whatever. What the fuck are they doing? Dan, Dan Aykroyd had to play a fucking dumb cab driver. In that. <laughs> oh, you're going to Queens? I ain't scared of no ghosts. I ain't scared of no ghosts. Shut up and sell your fucking vodka and get the fuck <laughs> yeah. out of here. Talk you... about how aliens exist. <laughs> you're a fucking weirdo. Uh, Troy, I know you and C. Danger are big fans of The Office. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, the creator of The Office, Greg Daniels, uh-huh. is currently working on a pro on a uh, program for Netflix oh. called oh. Space Force. I think I saw a bit about this. Which is supposed to be a workplace comedy that takes place in space, starring... Steve Carell. Oh, as Michael Scott? I hope so. <laughs> that would be amazing. Gets promoted to a paper company in space. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm into this. It seems it seems like a great idea. Yeah, especially being on Netflix, too. That'll mm-hmm. be, uh, be better. I am in love with it. Um, just speaking of The Office for a little bit, since we don't have too much news on that space force thing yeah it's supposed to be like a parody on like trump's space force right? yeah pretty much okay. yeah great <laughs> <laughs> i'm only a beer in so i'll just drop it there <laughs> um i uh <laughs> we went it's our office loop started over again recently oh, so yeah. we're watching like the first and second season my god i always forget like how more shocking some of that stuff is when they do like racially insensitive stuff yeah or like homophobia and all that kind of stuff well i think i think the office's uh first goal was to make michael scott completely unlikable Mm -hmm. because that's what he's supposed to be like in the brit in the british version like the boss is completely unlikable right but then they were like well shit we can't (laughs) we can't make him a dick the whole time right i think it ended up working in his favor yeah they start they start making him more likable like you can almost kind of tell, like, right when they get to the point where it's like, we got to start fucking having this people like this guy. <laughs> and they start doing shit where, like, he's about to cry and stuff. Right. Where it's like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. I like that he's a redeeming person and he's just, like, a child. Yeah. That has a desk job. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> one of the early episodes, he calls somebody faggy. And I'm yeah. just like, oh my god, that is offensive. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like it. I totally forgot about that, and it like shocked me to hear that word. And then another time when they're playing basketball, uh, Jim is like bragging or whatever, and Michael Scott goes, "Or just don't look too gay on the court." And it's just like, oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> 
Uh, but all that stuff is just... It's just amazing. I, I love The Office. Like every Everything he does in it should, should have get him fired. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He should be fired like every episode. Especially in the first season. When it's yeah. just like gross. And he's got like super thin hair. I know. They, <laughs> they give him that like gross comb over where you can see his hair just totally thinning out. Right. And then, <laughs> and then like the start of the second season is like we, we got to fucking cover this shit up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, The Office is great. <laughs> good it's good some uh, say great it's pretty good <laughs> uh lego movie 2 coming up pretty soon troy uh-huh uh of course there's gonna be some more lego inspired superheroes in there mm-hmm. one of them's going to be wonder woman oh being voiced by oh. gal gadot really yes oh my goodness what inspired casting they are just they have their finger on the pulse that's right should have been Linda Carter. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. You mean yes? Baby. Troy, put the gun away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this time. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Troy! My heart's pounding a minute, mile a minute here. Putting it up to our shared temple, <laughs> ready to blow our yeah. shared head off. Yeah, I'm just. It looks like I'm about to commit suicide. <laughs> holding the gun to my own head. Because we are the same person. Turns out I have a second gun to our balls. Oh, no! <laughs> I knew we shouldn't have watched Glorious Bastards before this. Uh, Troy, I think me and uh, GHD brought it up during our uh, best of 2018. Uh, just in passing, but Eastern Promises, mm-hmm. the Viggo Mortensen... Uh, Russian hitman film is going to get a sequel. <laughs> okay, great. So I know you don't care, but it's cool. <laughs> How could you tell? Because you just started that, got that glazed over look in your face, in our face. <laughs> we're, I'm we looking in a, in a mirror. mirror while, yeah, we're looking in a mirror while we record. <laughs> and you're just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, you got me. Who knew only a pretty close to probably 300 episodes we'd finally come down to this. <laughs> Like, oh, you don't care? Okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, Troy, looking forward to that Superb Owl. Um, sure. All right. Well, the, <laughs> they have a performer for the halftime show. Okay. Maroon 5. <laughs> All right. All right, Maroon 5. Yeah, nothing's harder than Maroon 5. <laughs> Sports. <laughs> yes, there you go, Maroon 5. Can't wait. All right. Somebody gonna pull out a tit on this one? <laughs> yeah. Just make it interesting. Fucking uh, what's his name? Adam Levine. Adam Levine's gonna pull out his dick during it. <laughs> I hope so. Just it's gotta have something. a hog. It's gotta have a hog on him. <laughs> Just show us that bird, would you? Give it out. Come on, live Sport TV. Sport some rod, man. <laughs> Let's see that trunk. <laughs> yeah. Give us some horn, brother. <laughs> I want to see where the trunk meets the dirt. <laughs> yeah i want to see that pelvic shrub brother <laughs> that's right anyway dicks <laughs> yeah long story short dicks <laughs> troy have you ever seen coming to america i have well they're in the process of making a sequel mm. paramount is and it's going to have the original cast really they're all coming eddie back. murphy arsenio hall oh my goodness even talks of james Earl jones coming back jesus christ i know what has eddie murphy been doing 
I don't know. <laughs> it seems like an odd movie to want to do a sequel of. To, like, rejuvenate your career. Yeah. You would assume? I don't know. Hmm. 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 You would think he'd want to do, like, Beverly Hills Cop again or something. Like, re- re- relaunch that. I don't know. Or well, I mean, Eddie Murphy Raw 2. He's got to find a, a different colored leather outfit. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know, Troy. All right. I just don't. Or they, are they relaunching uh, or rebooting Shrek, aren't they? Can he be Donkey? <laughs> donkey. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my last bit of news, Troy, and, uh, it seems pretty interesting, uh, Jordan Peele, in the process of producing, (laughs) producing a show for Amazon called The Hunt, that's going to have, uh, Al Pacino involved. That is interesting. You pull it out the end there. Uh, I guess it's going to, the, uh, story revolves around a group of men, Hunting Nazis in New York City circa 1977. Oh, all right. Is one of the men hunting uh, good old Cappuccino himself? I'm I'm not sure. <laughs> I hope so. He's the hunter, but they can hear him coming from miles away. Yeah. <laughs> I still love it that in uh, Tropic Thunder, one of the pe- one of the guy's names is Alpo Chino. Uh, Who? The the rapper guy, like the black dude in Tropic Thunder, he's a rapper named Alpo Chino. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. I need to go back and watch Tropic Thunder, because when I watched it, I wasn't that into it. Man, I went back and saw it not too long ago. That movie's funny as fuck. Alright, maybe I'll have to give it another shot. But I, I liked the opening a lot. Yeah. But then once I actually got into the movie, I just kind of like lost steam on it. I don't know, that movie's funny as hell. All right. Okay, I, I think I'll... I saw it, like, maybe, like, three or four months ago, and I was, like, I was losing my shit. It's pretty funny. I'll put it on the docket, so that means I'll get to it before the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> put it on your deathbed list. Yeah, no shit. Uh, all right, Tropic Thunder. Putting and it on the list. And that's all my news, Troy. Oh, my goodness. So has anyone uh, left us this week? I could not find anybody. Well, g- uh, good! Good. Then I suppose it's done. Yeah. Excuse me while I turn my head away and breathe just like <laughs> Tazon Day. Chocolate rain. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hey, did you see the big ones that came out? There was a big one I saw that came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. And when I say big ones, I just meant that one. Yeah. And then I have one other one. <laughs> I got some other ones, too. Oh, you mind if I just chip into my small one here? Sure. Have you brought up The Punisher on Netflix yet? No, Season I think... Season two? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think I saw it until, like, the day after we recorded, I think. Okay. Um, did you watch that? I did. What'd you think? It looks pretty good. I'm not a big fan of Jigsaw's mask. Me neither. <laughs> like, I, actually, I don't mind the mask as much, but when he takes it off, he doesn't look, I guess, no, scarred enough. No, he just has enough. a few scars on his face. Yeah. Like, he got his face fucked up. Yeah. And so... In that finale. And th- but here, it's just like, he's got, like, a couple, like, little scars on his cheek. Yeah. Like, that's... No. That's nothing. Yeah. But, I mean, maybe if they play it up like he's, like, a narcissist and, like, needs to be perfect, he can, like, pick away at it and, like, yeah. he drives him nuts. But, like... And they kind of did that. 
yeah, kind of, but like, I I need it to really drive it home then, because yeah. like it, it shows like nothing on his face. Yeah, because I think that was what I liked the most about him in uh, Punisher Warzone was that <laughs> he was so obsessed with his looks and he was so fucked up. Yeah, that it just drove him completely insane. Right, that he had like horse flesh. Yeah, as like a piece on his face. And yeah, I'm like that's fucked up. But like. <laughs> I still don't really love that movie, but I was looking for, like, a happy medium between, like, yeah. that and the one we have in here. Yeah. But I really like that first season of Punisher, so I'm looking forward to it go. coming out, I think, this week. Yep, comes out this weekend. So, maybe I'll check it out. I still yeah. haven't checked out the last few Netflix Marvel shows, so I don't know when I'm going to get to this. Yeah. I'll give it a shot. But also coming out this weekend, Troy, Netflix is putting out a documentary on... The Fire Festival. <laughs> Great. <laughs> FEMA tents galore. Yes. <laughs> Calling it Fire Festival, the greatest party that never happened. <laughs> Netflix is putting this out? Yeah. I might watch this first for a good laugh. <laughs> God. Suck it, Ja Rule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm curious just because it's like. I want to see that, and I want to see a bunch of rich people just, like, pull up to FEMA tents and be like, what? what? Where's my condo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's going to be so great. Yeah. It's going to be so great. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck everyone involved in that. I, I'm using my money that my dad gave me for my college tuition to come to this. Yeah. Well, I want to watch Blink-182 with Jaw Rule. <laughs> Oh, my God. I would love to see this. I can't wait. Well, there you go. Same day. Coming oh out God. as Punisher. Do a double so, feature. Yeah. <laughs> All of Punisher. And then, and the, a, and then the, the FEMA doc. <laughs> yeah. The FEMA doc. The fire vest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any other ones before we jump onto the big one? That's all of them for the big one. Um, this actually took me by surprise. Cause I know, I, it came out of nowhere. I must have not been paying attention, because they would have had to have, like, announced this sometime, right? Troy, it's Disney, I don't give a fuck. They're gonna put actually, that shit Actually, technically, it's Sony. Lap. Oh, alright. Not to split hairs, but... Well, you're uh, the one that's been blowing Sony lately, so... Well, let me get on this dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Spider-Man Far From Home trailer came out. Yeah. Uh, shows more of Tom Holland and crew yeah. taking a wee trip to Venice. Venice. I almost said merry old England, but that wasn't true. <laughs> to some places, not America, because <laughs> I don't, I don't understand <laughs> other countries. I'm American. Uh, <laughs> uh, and. He is apprehensive about taking his Spider-Man outfit. Spytro man to uh, go to his overseas class trip, which is the most unbelievable part God, of this whole know, thing. What the fuck, Aunt May had to really fucking <laughs> sit on the corner for a while to raise enough money for that shit. At least flirting up with Tony Stark to get some side money. Oh yeah. Um. Anyway, and then uh, Rampage occurs overseas. Yeah. yeah. Meets up with the likes of. A Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. Yeah. And it looks like maybe the Sandman and Hydro Man and maybe even the Molten Man in this trailer. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know the Sandman. (laughs) 
Well, Hydro Man's the same thing up with water. Okay. The Molten Man is just Hot Metal Man. Cool. There you go. But, when I was watching the trailer, I was wondering if it's all of those big, giant, elemental people are just illusions yeah, of Mysterio. That's usually the thing with Mysterio is that he... he creates chaos so he can come in and be the big hero and everyone loves him yeah and so i wonder if that's going to be the thing a lot of I, I was trying to get and i'm not the only one who's had this opinion but that was like one of the first things i thought i'm like oh yeah. i wonder if he's going to try to get into this public limelight as this new hero but he's yeah. like staging all this shit yeah but uh other people are arguing it's like well peter parker got all wet when he got hit by that water i'm like so what he has a water gun and what that thing it fucking it's movies like who cares? And he can still create the chaos. Yeah, it's but I, about... uh, I, I really dug that they went full on Mysterio with the big bulb oh, helmet yeah. and everything like yeah. that. Oh my god! Hopefully, it, it, listen. Sony's had a great track record as yeah. of late yeah. with Spider-Man stuff, especially. Can't wait to blow this movie. <laughs> I like it a lot. And uh, and then Nick Fury's back. Yeah. So right. Um. Yeah. So we know they all survive. Well, or something. <laughs> so it's uh, uh, I didn't want look at anything when I was looking up news. I saw I was like the the home the Far From Home trailer totally ruins the ending of Endgame. For I'm like, well, I'm like, first of all, <laughs> you know that Spider Man is already contracted for another movie. Yeah, is it a surprise that Nick Fury showed up in this trailer? Yeah, but. What if this takes place before Endgame? Like, before Infinity War? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Not me. I don't know. I don't know any of this stuff. He's on a bus. Maybe he's on his on the on the bus home from the trip. Right. When the thing oh, who happens. knows? Who knows? Nobody knows. So, anyway, check it out. Spider-Man already... Threw in one date and screwed up the entire MCU timeline for all those nerds out there. So why not do it again? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> this really fucking make the nerds just like shit their pants. Yeah. What the what the what date did they put in in Homecoming? It was like in 2012, and everyone was just like dumping yeah. in their pants, um, um, um. <laughs> pushing their glasses up. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, it's like, who um, fucking cares about any of this? Just watch a movie. Jesus Christ. Excuse me, uh, Mr. Marvel, sir. <laughs> anyway, it looks fun. I, I talked yeah, a lot no. during that. I, I should No, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I love the Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm -hmm. I think that made like my list the year it came out. Mm -hmm. I loved it. And uh, it looks like the same fun in this. Yeah. Especially Tom Holland like feeling like a genuine high schooler. Yeah, yeah. I also liked the fact that the Flash Thompson kid, I really liked him in the first one. Yeah. When he's like, I really like Spider-Man. I love what he does for the community. Oh, hey, Peter. What's up, dickhead? <laughs> or Dick Watt or whatever yeah. he says. I thought that was really good. Can't wait for it. Well, yeah, no. I love the cast for Spider-Man because they all feel like genuine high, high schoolers. Yeah. I also like, too, that it looks like he's going to have multiple Spider-Man costumes in this, too. Oh, yeah. This guy's like a like a weird, uh, like, uh, spy one. Yeah, like a black stealthy yeah, one. Yeah, he's got like a siphon filter <laughs> yeah. suit. I haven't heard of siphon filter in, like, 15 years. Oh, my God. Awesome. <laughs> siphon filter. 
Jesus Christ. Do you ever play any of those games? Man, I wish. I think I think they're coming out with like a, a PlayStation. They're coming out with one of those like uh, 20 games in one PlayStations. I think Siphon Filter is supposed to be one of them. I thought you were going to say there's a bundle that come out with all the Siphon Filter games and no. you were going to buy every one of them. <laughs> No, I do like. I remember liking Siphon Filter though. I don't remember anything about it, except that he's a Siphon Filter, <laughs> and he has like. Doesn't he have like the like the night vision goggle on, or is that the Tom Clancy game? That was the Tom Clancy one. I think Siphon Filter was more action based. Okay, well, goddamn, I don't know. Siphon Filter, check it out. Spy- <laughs> Siphon Filter, Far From Home, coming into <laughs> theaters near you. Um. That's it. That's all the trailers, I think. Okay. Do you want to jump into that tourney? What do we got for the tourney? Well, we got the tourney, Troy. I don't think I saw um, who won the last week's stuff. Well, uh, last week it was The Edge versus The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Okay. And uh, from what I saw, The Edge took it. Ooh, Pretty handily. The edge actually. has the edge, huh? The edge had the edge. All right. So no girl with dragon tattoo. JD GHD is going to be hell pissed. Oh well. That opening credit scene alone, I guess. I know. You can probably go online and watch their opening credit scene. <laughs> so the edge joining the likes of the Amazing Spider-Man, Platoon, and Drag Me to Hell. So we'll see where that lands in the tournament of random movies mm-hmm. in the future but we got two more troy and how we got two more films to add to it one a film from this last year mm-hmm. that we were supposed to review but didn't oh and the other one is a movie from 2006 that is considered a favorite from a lot of people that i've heard okay the one from 2018 i could not find a tagline for but we were supposed we to were review supposed it. Supposed to review it, and we didn't. Yeah. Did we not review it because I couldn't see it? Yes. <laughs> that doesn't narrow it down. Uh, uh, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. It is the film Overlord. Overlord. I would have never guessed Overlord. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. From 2018, Overlord okay. added to the tournament. Will we finally get to it? <laughs> Time will tell. Time and will your tell. votes. And your votes. <laughs> you you may be able to redeem us <laughs> by voting for Overlord. Or if you just say fuck it, then we'll just say fuck it. <laughs> then fuck it. The other one from 2006. Okay. The tagline is, no children, no future, no hope. Oh, is it uh, children of men? It is children of men. Okay. A lot, lot, lot of people consider this one of their favorite films. Neil. Dinosaur Neil considers it, I think, one of his favorite films. Yeah. I don't remember much about it except for the long takes. Yeah, there's, there's, a long, there's a really cool long take in a car. Yeah. I, I think it starts on like, the top of a building, even, and like goes down an entire building and then it gets into a car, and then it doesn't it do the long take in there as well? Maybe. I think so. I can't remember. I know. It's been a while since I've seen it. But... Uh... Uh, what's his... Well, who's the main character? Clive Owen. Thanks. I was going to say Colin Firth, and I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'd be interested in checking 
either one of those out. I don't know what I'd lean towards more. I've seen Children of Men, but I just don't remember much of it. Yeah. So I, I don't think it, it made any, like, my favorite movie of, like, 2006. Yeah. I don't know. I think I've only seen Children of Men once, so I wouldn't Me mind too. going back and revisiting it. It's probably three hours long, too. <laughs> it probably is long. <laughs> hey, Google. How long is Children of Men? Children of Men's running time is one hour, 54 minutes. Not bad. Oh, just under two hours. Not bad. Thank you, Google. I aim to please. Ooh. She kind of gave you a Ooh, wink there. Thank you. She gave us a wink. We're the same body. I have a boner. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> so they go, Overlord versus Children of Men. We'll find out who moves on next week. Getting close to the uh, the end. They were halfway through the first round, Troy. Oh, solid, baby. We're halfway Ooh. through the first round. Still talking about this boner. Solid. <laughs> solid. <laughs> <laughs> well, good deal, JT. If that's all well and done, let's jump into the Shyamalan-averse. Diving back in. Let me get this out of the way first. Okay. Uh. Oh. Uh. It's not coming. It's stuck. Oh. I have a burp that's just going to come out oh, randomly. Oh, burp or a sneeze. I thought it was a sneeze. It's stuck right in the pit mm. of my stomach. It'll show up. Dropping January 20th, a mere almost two years ago wow. to the day. So close. Uh, with a budget of $9 million. Wow. Domestically made $138.2 million, worldwide raking in $278.4 million on a measly $9 million budget. That's pretty good. That's pretty it's good. A, it's a Blumhouse, so, you know, he didn't... That's actually pretty expensive for a Blumhouse film, actually. Yeah, um, especially since Unbreakable got $75 million for a budget. Yeah. And it doesn't really look that much better. <laughs> Granted, yeah, it came really. out a decade previous. But two, almost two decades previous. But anyway, Rotten Tomatoes has split at a yeah. 76%. IMDb at 7.3 out of 10. Metacritic, 62%. Yeah. And plugged in. Gave it two out of five plugs. Whoa. That's right. <clears throat> there it is. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> just had to pat my pat ourselves on the back to get that burp out, just like a baby. Um, speaking of Blumhouse, JT, this is the number three domestic box office draw for a Blumhouse picture. Yeah. Do you know what number one and two are? Uh, well, well, well number one's got to be Halloween, right? No. Oh my god. Oh, Get Out. Yes. Of Get Out is number one. And number two. Oh my gosh, what the fuck would number two be? <laughs> mm, I don't know. I'll give you a hint. You just said it. Halloween. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all of them are not that much different either. It's about split by 15 million per yeah. ranking there. So, yeah. pretty good draw for all them Blumhouse movies. Um,. A little more fun facts before we get into more of it. Yeah. This uh, movie, M. Night Shyamalan, also appears in the film, just like as he does in most of his films, as yep. a small little role. Yeah. Um, let's... 
Uh, fun fact also is James McAvoy broke his hand during the making of this movie. Oh, bless him. Uh, he didn't tell anybody for three days. Oh, God. And then went into urgent care and said that his knuckles are broken. And that's why he has a cast in Atomic Blonde. <laughs> because it's a real-life cast. <laughs> because he broke his hand on the filming of this movie. Oh, my God. That's right. Um, Atomic Blonde. That movie could have been so good. <laughs> uh, but it wasn't. Another fun fact before we get into more things is that Joaquin Phoenix was supposed to be the title character. Wacky Joaquin! That's right, of this. But he couldn't reach a contract agreement that struck his fancy. Okay. So they went with James McAvoy for the head character. I'd be curious to see how Joaquin Phoenix would have done this. I know. As soon as I read that, I'm like, like that, that sounds like an inspired pick. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, not to say that James McAvoy did a bad job or anything, but... Joaquin Phoenix. Like, that would have been, been something else. All over the all over the place. Yeah. Um and my last bit of news before we get into more stuff is that M. Night Shyamalan said that this was his most challenging film of his career to okay. make. Which I wanna dispute because he made that Avatar Airbender movie, which had a way huger budget. <laughs> Way more things going on. But it wasn't good. <laughs> that doesn't matter. It had to be that much more challenging to try yeah. to wrangle all this shit together yeah. and still stick to a certain continuity that was already kind of made. Yeah. Maybe that was the e the easy part. He didn't have to write it, really. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, know. Maybe, maybe, he's tr maybe, maybe it's right. I don't know. Fuck if I know. I didn't make the movie. I don't know. I haven't watched it. Molly has seen it. She's a big fan of Avatar Last Airbender, and she said it is fucking awful. I don't care about any of those <laughs> things, so I will never see it. But, JT, as you wet your whistle, what? Oh, you're, you're going to ask me if I want to ask you what happens in... Uh, in How Split? dare you turn that against me at the last second? But I'll, I'll give it a shot. So, we follow a... Uh, a group of girls as we enter this movie. Yeah. And immediately they get abducted by James McAvoy. Yeah. And they get taken to this dungeon type of establishment. Yeah. It's like a basement of some sort. Um, And they are held under their will. Yeah. Slowly they piece together that James McAvoy may have not only... Uh, an eccentricity about himself, but he also may have personality disorders such as DID, yeah, dissociative identity <laughs> disorder, yes, um, and then uh, horror and suspense follow from there. <gasps> Do they make it out alive? Time will tell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's split. There you go. The spoiler-free version of the synopsis. Yes. Um. What? I let me let me start with this. Okay. So, M. Night Shyamalan had the idea to make this movie around the same time he was writing Unbreakable, seventeen eighteen years previous. Okay. 
he had the idea of this character, this Kevin character. Yeah. So much so that they, he wanted to include him in Unbreakable. Really? But thought it'd be too much. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. <laughs> and I would also agree. Um, because, because of that idea, he... Oh, I'll get into that after I make my first point here. But he was inspired by a real-life case of Billy Milligan, who was born in the 60s, who claimed to have 24 personalities, and... He was the first person charged, or I guess diagnosed. diagnosed. <laughs> well, I, I have a run-on sentence <laughs> yeah. going on here. He was the first person diagnosed with multiple personality disorder yeah. to get out of a rape charge. Oh, geez. Because they found one of his identities to be uncouth. <laughs> yeah. And so not only did he have a, a bad personality, he had 13 uncouth personalities oh, 11 positive ones and then one group one where they're all he had a beast of his own oh god entitled the teacher oh and so i i didn't read much more into that that's about as much as i got from it mm-hmm. but i was actually surprised to hear that it wasn't that much more outlandish than what we got in this movie. Yeah. Granted, the teacher probably didn't scale walls or no. bend steel bars. I know that's one of the big, the biggest criticisms of the movie from people is that, like, they talk about how it represents D.I.D. in a very unflattering light. But then my argument to that is that it's just one person and you are pretty much given the idea that this is a far-fetched yeah. scenario. Right. There is actually a, I, I think a documentary on like A and E right now, about a woman with DID. Yeah. And I want to check it out, except I just don't have that channel. Yeah. Because I want to see like how, because I really don't know much about this at all. I yeah. only know the Hollywood version of it. Yeah. To be honest. There's that. There's that uh, show on, what was it like Showtime or something? The United States of Terra. Uh huh. That uh. It stars, uh, what's her name from, uh, Hereditary, Toni Collette. Uh-huh. She plays, like, a, a person with DID. Okay. Have you seen it? No, I haven't, oh. but I've heard it's, I've heard it's really good. <laughs> mm, okay. Um, so anyway, as I was gonna follow up with my statement before, he had this idea about this character when he was making Unbreakable. Yeah. Unbreakable and this movie are under different production studios. Yeah. And there's a big a big twist. There's not a huge twist at the end. Yeah. But there is one. Everyone knows about it already. It's it's why it's, we're doing this right. <laughs> series. It's uh it's in the unbreakable universe. Yeah. The only reason that he even got to use David Dunn was because he was originally going to be in the script of Unbreakable. So they're oh. in the same universe. Okay. So he could use those characters. Yeah. And I was like, that's a clever write around, even if it's not true. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he had to get permission from Disney, who distributed Unbreakable. Oh, shit. It's not a Disney film. It's like a Touchstone Pictures film, yeah. which I think Disney owned at the time. Yeah. Or it came under Buena Vista, yeah. like, distributing or whatever. Regardless, I thought that was pretty clever. All um, this crazy copyright bullshit. It's so fun to think about, <laughs> isn't it? Um, another fun little thing in this, too, is that even though you see a ton of personalities from uh, 
uh, James McAvoy, you only get to see nine of them. Yeah. And nine even seems high because you really only get to see three briefly. Yeah. Mostly through like uh through like a like a video like a vlog of some sort that right. he keeps for himself. I um if I would have any criticism, it's that I kinda wanted to see more of that on this second watch. Yeah. Did what more, did, more of the personalities? More personalities. Just to, just even if they did, touched on them as much as they did with those short little videos. Yeah. I don't want to just see like the Batman v Superman video clicking through all of like the superheroes or anything like yeah. that. But there's like more throughout. Like I like the ones that we got and I understand why we got them. Yeah. But I was like if you're if you say he's got 24, let's see the range of McAvoy here. Yeah. I wanted just to see him play with well, that. I think get you get quite a good range out of the nine that he displays. Right. Like I don't see like the him being having twenty four personalities. I think that's more of just a idea that there's still more to him that we're not seeing. Right. Which I think is kind of the mystery of it too. Is like you still don't know. You don't know. Even though you've seen a lot of him, you still don't know him completely. Yeah. Like, even the therapist talks about, like, there's still personalities she hasn't met before. Right. She just knows that there's 24 of them. Uh-huh. Or 23 at this point. Yeah, right. Because the 24th is the beast. The beast. But, uh, <laughs> no, I liked how they, they made it where it's, like, they kind of centralized it into, like, a story where it's just these three personalities are running the show, and then some kind of, like, sneak out every once in a while. Right. But I would like to see a little more sneaking. Just sneak out. Well, you see it in the emails when they say we need to meet. I want more. <laughs> well, in Lost, you don't meet every fucking person on the island. I'm not saying I needed all 23, but I would love to send like see like 13 of them, like half. Thirteen of out of the nine, you you, you of, wanted you wanted those four more. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I did. I don't need a whole fleshed out story or backstory of all of them, but like I would love to see more. Well. Glass is coming up. Maybe you'll get. I'm not going to see more than that. I'm going to see the beast. That's pretty much it. I guarantee you. In glass, that's it. Um. Well, it didn't. Bo- it didn't bother me as much as it did you, Troy. It didn't really bother me. It took me out of the movie. I was like, if I was going to add anything, you can kind of heat it. I listen. I'm kind of getting a little fired up here. Okay, <laughs> but I just want to tell you right now, I would have loved to see a little bit more of his multiple personalities. Okay. Whatever, oh Troy. my god! You're just just fucking so riling greedy. me up over here. Only get nine personalities. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> F minus. <laughs> um, also, with that too, there was even more characters in this that were completely cut out of the movie. Really, Sterling K. Brown was in this movie. Jesus, as a Professor Shaw. And I wonder if he was the, like, uh, other person that would take over in case that therapist died. Oh. See, what I thought when I when I heard that they that she had a replacement, I was thinking that was going to be um, uh, the chick that's going to be in Glass. Like, mm. the therapist and that. That she, oh. like, sits them all down. Okay. That's, yeah. That, that was, like, my... When I when I heard that she said she had a replacement lined up, I was like, "Oh, I bet that's who, what's her name is gonna be." Okay, that make yeah, that makes sense too. But um, yeah, I I I have no idea. I didn't look much into that. I wanted to see like what all was filmed. But I guess if you have the DVD, 
It's in all the extras. All of his scenes are in there. Oh, really? If you wanted to check out what he was actually doing. And I want to say, like, I did watch them once. Yeah. But I don't remember anything of it. When I when I bought it on Amazon, they said that they have an alternate ending at the end, but I didn't stick around to watch it. Hmm. You know what's funny? Uh, so I watched this today yeah. after I got home from work. I found it free on YouTube. Damn it! <laughs> I was almost there to purchase it on Amazon. And I'm like, on a lark, I want to see if somebody put this up on YouTube for free. <laughs> and they did. You fucker. And it's HD. Jesus! Like, it's a perfect movie. Holy shit. It's sh- all there. Shit. And I was like, oh my god. Joel probably already watched this. It's too late for him, but I'm going to reap all the benefits of not paying $10 to have this. Not that I'm saying $10 isn't worth this movie. Yeah. I'm just saying it's fucked up that you can't rent it anywhere online. Oh, I know. What are you doing? The fuck, man? Anyway, so good job, guy on YouTube that put it out for free. It's going to be taken down like tonight. <laughs> it's been up since the end of last year. Jesus. Because I was like, how is this up for, since this afternoon or what? But I'm going to open it up right now. And if you want to catch up on Glass before, and you're fucking still with us here. <laughs> let me see if I can. Oh, Chelsea's been watching a ton of YouTube videos. Here we go. Just search Split. Yeah. And the top version is Split Full Movie. God. They even put it as that. It's, uh, the channel is Vanish. Oh my, no, it's like missing vowels and shit. Vanish Jane, V-A-N-S-H-J-A-I-N. Troy, you are getting this pulled out down by it's mentioning It's not my this. channel. I don't give a <laughs> shit. <laughs> we got Trump listening and he's like, take it down. <laughs> but it's been watched. Build the wall, take it down. <laughs> it's been watched 257,000 <laughs> times, so I can't imagine people haven't caught on yet. It's got fucking, like, 807 comments on it, so... Anyway, and everyone's like, thank God somebody did the hero's work here so we don't have to fucking <laughs> buy, it. buy it for $10. But anyway, it's on YouTube for free. Check it out while you can. God damn it. Going into glass. So suck it, Joel. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, Give me a beer. I'm pissed now. All right. I'm all right. pissed now. Oh, you pissed. <laughs> So what did you think of the uh, story overall here, JT? I, like, this This is only my second time seeing it, and I I actually really dug it. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, I, I, of course, went into it knowing that James McAvoy fucking kills it as uh, Kevin. Right. But I was also really into um, Anna Taylor-Joy's character as well. I yeah. I thought she was really interesting throughout. I kind of forgot about all of her, like... Uh, story elements yeah. that leads up to this. And they do a lot of flashbacks with her that are like, they feel like red herrings because it's like everything, like you know like they're showing you this for a reason, you're just waiting right. for like, and all the scenes she's in all involve like guns and shit where you're just like, <laughs> right. who's gonna get shot? Oh fuck. Right. <laughs> right. Like something bad's gonna happen. Right. And then it's like, okay then when you like start to get your like like you start to like calm down a little bit where it's like, okay, nothing's probably gonna happen. Then they introduce some fucked up shit where you're yeah. like Oh, God, I didn't know it was going to go this route. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was... Especially with you up. as a dad, I'm pro- I'm expecting I, you were just with like... With, like, her as, like, a little girl and, like... <laughs> oh, my God. Just yeah. a fucking sicko. It was like, let's be animals. Yeah. 
And it's done in a way where it's like you can see how a kid would be attracted to that. Yeah. And you're like, ugh, what a fuck. <laughs> it's sickening. <laughs> what a gross piece of shit. Ugh. Anyway, she pulls a gun on him pretty quick. Yeah. Um, and not to, like, jump to the end, but I want to tack on to this, this here. Yeah. Is that, like, it sucks that he kind of sticks around. He's even in, in the end of the movie. Yeah. Like, he's not shown, but, like, he's still around. Yeah. And, like, she's been tortured with this, like, since then. Yeah. But it's it's it, it lends itself to the story of the, of the movie, too. Which yeah. Which I really liked. Right. It's, uh... Um, it, it sucks that she escaped the beast only to be delivered home to another monster. Yeah. And it's like, Jesus Christ. But like, but then you like think back to like all the movie and you can see like kind of her motivations where like, she is like, she's like the one out of the three of them. That's like not in a hurry to get out of there. Right. Right. <laughs> like even like when uh when the when uh Kevin first jumps into the car and he like kidnaps them and he's about ready to take off, she's just kind of looking where it's like, should I leave? <laughs> like Can she's I really... sneak out of here without yeah. me seeing? Yeah. She's just like I don't know. Like a lot of the things she does, it's you you're like, "Do you want to get out of here? <laughs> Do, are you are you sure you want to leave? Cuz you're like really wasting a lot of time." Yeah. But, uh, it just, it, I mean, it shows that she's been through some shit, though, too. Yeah. it's just like, I'm fucking handling this in a totally different way than those other two girls were. Yeah. Well, they, 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 inter- they kind of talk about a little bit, like, in one of her flashbacks, like, the dad talks about, like, hunting deer, uh-huh. where, like, uh, the bucks are always, like, really loud and always go, like, take action, but then the does are the ones that kind of sit back and analyze the situation mm-hmm. where like, she's kind of the dough where mm-hmm. the two girls are like, let's fucking fight him with our mall karate. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, well, no, we got to figure out, we don't even know who this guy is. And we already know that that one dude, we already know that he's powerful enough that he can like pretty much pick us up single handedly and throw us across the room. So right. we need to figure out a situation here. Right. She's been through enough of a situation with somebody else to know that if you're handling someone that's more powerful than you, you got to tackle them in a completely different way than physically. Yeah. It was cool how, like, how she caught on, like, super quick. Even, like, when, uh, before they even knew McAvoy had, like, multiple personalities and he's trying to take her, she picks up on that, like, he's kind of a clean freak. Yeah. And she, like, tells her really quick to piss herself. Yeah. So, like, he gets all grossed out by it and yeah. throws her back in the room. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I missed that. Or at least I totally forgot about it mm-hmm. from my first watch. Because she, like, knows how to protect herself from all this gross shit. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sure the uncle has a bunch of, like, eccentricities that she's picked up on over the years where it's like, well, if I don't want him to do this to me, I know I need to do, need to do this. <laughs> That's so fucked up. Yeah, I know, but it's, it's like... so but fucking it's real and yeah, sick. Yeah, but it's true. Like, <laughs> she's like, she needs to pick up on certain things to know, to know how to defend herself because she can't fight him physically. Right. Like, that dude is big as fuck, too. He's a big old bear, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. <laughs> They're animals. They're playing. Ugh. <laughs> it's so gross. God damn it. But no, like, she's, I think she has, like, a, like for, like, a movie like this, you could easily just go as, like, here's these three girls that are going to be the victims for this sicko in this basement. But uh-huh. they go the extra mile with her where, like, everything she's doing makes sense in a way. And I, I thought that was... 
something he didn't have to do, but the re- the fact that he did it made this movie a lot better. Yeah. Um, what I forgot in this movie, too, is that I thought... I know that I knew that McAvoy went to a bunch of therapy sessions, and I thought there was actually more of them in this movie. Yeah, for my recollection, and there's not a whole lot. There's like no, like two and a half really. Yeah, because I thought that the um, therapist really dove deep into like one session, and she and she does, but I guess I thought it was going to be more extensive. Yeah. From my memory. Yeah. Um, but I was really enjoying those where she was like playing detective and dissecting oh, all yeah. that. I thought that was really cool. Especially the one, the last one she kind of has where she's like, okay, David, like, or was it David? Literally. She knows that one of them is pretending to be another personality. Yeah. yeah. The Barry is like the one that he tries He's to present the fashionista. Yeah. But I can't remember who. I don't think it's David. It might be Daniel. I don't know. Regardless, like, when she, like, calls him out and he's like, no, I'm Barry, I'm Barry. And then she, like, yeah. explains why he's not. And then just a subtle move. Like, he totally turns into another person. Yeah. McAvoy does that, like, a few times in this. Where, like, he changes from person to person. Where you get to see the transformation, and he doesn't do a whole lot at all. But no. what he does completely changes yeah. his face. He's completely different characters when he turns into somebody else. Because when I don't think you get that effect when like he just leaves a room and comes back. Like no. when that happens, he's got a different shirt on. But I'm like, what have you done? Yeah. Now you're not walking on your knees. Okay, okay I get it. But then like when you see it, I'm like, that's way more impressive. Yeah. And I thought that was really well handled. And especially when, like, I, I don't know if they did this digitally or not, but, like, it looks like he's holding his breath and, like, really making the blood go to his head at some point. And when he calms down, you see, like, the veins, like, disappear in his head yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Well, even, like, the beast is, like, I can't tell if it's veins or if it's scars or something. Mm. Like, uh, I had an idea for, like... What I thought the ending was going to be before I remembered what it was, was like, because like the whole, most of the movie, the, the, the therapist stresses that like, if you say Kevin's name, right. full name, then Kevin comes out and then the rest of the, and then the other personalities kind of go subside so you can actually talk to the actual Kevin. Right. So I thought the, the twist was going to be that Kevin is the beast. Oh. And their whole thing was to try and get someone to say his name, like a Rumpelstiltskin kind of thing. <laughs> so then, like, the, then then that's when the beast comes out. Sure. Where it's like the personalities were a defense mechanism for the beast. Mm-hmm. But instead, they, they did what they did, which, I mean, it's not terrible, but I right. was like, that would been really fucking cool if it's like if Kevin was the beast all along. Mm-hmm. And, like, their whole thing was like, well, if the if it seems like the beast is gonna come out, we need to say his full name, and then but the whole thing was like a ruse to try and trick him into saying his name, so the beast comes out. Right. I I mean I I like the way they did it here too because yeah. then once he's out, it's like you can't fucking stop me now. No. Like you're saying that say the name all you want, bitch. Like you're yeah. not gonna you're not gonna do shit. Well, he she she says it once, and then he right. Kevin comes out, and he's like, I did all that. Oh shit! You should probably fucking kill me. Right. <laughs> And then he never comes back because the other personalities come out and said that, like, they buried him deep in there. Yeah. And it's like, oh, shit. 
I kind of want to be in that circle of chairs, you know what I I'm know. saying? And just see like a council of McAvoys in there just <laughs> bickering at each just other. Just see like a being John Malkovich scene. Or, <laughs> Malkovich? 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 McAvoy? 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 Uh, maybe that's what I wanted in this movie. I didn't... <laughs> that's how I wanted to see all the personalities. Just have it just like do the That 70s Show spin and it <laughs> on another person in the circle. <laughs> well... To go back to the to the girl in this, I was like thinking back to a uh, book of Henry, where it's like, what oh if like, <laughs> what if they're neighbors of Naomi Watts, and then she assassinates the uncle, <laughs> and then adopts. <laughs> God, don't don't mix this together with book of Henry. <laughs> oh, I was like thinking back to her. It's like, oh, abusive. Oh my God, book of Henry. Fucking a. Uh, I already talked about McAvoy being pretty great. Um, what else? Um, before we get to the very end, the, um, the movie did subtle things to tease that it was in the Unbreakable universe before you actually get to see Bruce Willis. Yeah. And I wrote some of these down because, like, I didn't didn't realize these. Yeah, I didn't notice a lot of other things. So... In Kevin's final scene, it, like, pans up a set of stairs. Yeah. And it starts playing the theme to Unbreakable. Yeah. As it's doing that. I heard that. it at the end when they show Bruce Willis. Um, well, it's it's even doing it before that. Even really? before it jumps to the end, it's playing, like, the whole intro theme to Unbreakable oh, and everything. Cool. And I guess I didn't realize it. But, like, if I hear it by itself, I can pick out that that's the, the theme yeah. from Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. So it was weird I didn't pick it out. And then... Even the poster to both the movies have almost the same crack theme. Yeah, I heard that, like, if you put the poster next to Unbreakable, you can fit the cracks together. Right, and, like, not that, like, a crack is, like, a signifier that this is the same universe, because it's a kind of, like, generic look for, like, a a poster or whatever. But, yeah, if it was deliberately done, it's genius. It's, like, putting everything right in front of your face. Yeah. Because nobody saw this twist coming. No. But, like, going back knowing it, you can see, like, oh, yeah, this is definitely the same kind of universe they set up in Unbreakable. And, like, even when the therapist is, like, talking to people and stuff, like, she brings up how she thinks Kevin is someone with special abilities. Mm -hmm. A lot like how they talk about uh, David Dunn in, in Unbreakable. Right. Um... Another funny thing, too, is that what I didn't catch uh, is that when Elijah's, uh, Elijah's Mr. Glass's mom in Unbreakable talks about this, these two villains at one point, and one of them she's kind of describing like the megalomaniac, like Eli- yeah. Mr. Glass version. Yeah. Another one she describes a beast-like character yeah. with a long mane and long fingers, yeah. which they say is exactly what the beast looks like oh, yeah, in right. this movie. Yeah. And I'm like, if you were to catch that, and I'm like, holy fuck, like, they did <laughs> such a great job in yeah. writing this movie. Like, I completely am back on board with Shyamalan stuff after really? this intelligent movie making. Yeah. Where you're just dropping little... If you're paying attention, you get it. Yeah. And then after it's all put together and you go watch it again, it's just like, oh, yeah. It's just like The Sixth Sense, kind of. Yeah. Like, going back after you know the twist, it's like, that's kind of fun. Like, 
Mm-hmm. Granted, like, I don't know how much rewatchability after that you get. Yeah. Because, like, after you, like, kind of know the twist, it's like, oh, that's kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah, I guess that, that is a thing there. <laughs> and, like, I don't, and I think that's, like, what the one thing that you can downplay some M. Night Shyamalan movies for. They're just like, what's the twist? Yeah. When's the shoe going to drop? Yeah. But it's, like, some of his earlier movies, and I would argue even this one, that, like, the movie isn't hinged on the twist. It's just good, and yeah. the twist makes it, like, even that much more fun. Yeah. I know. I, I'll i say for myself, and this isn't because I've paid $10 to own it, but <laughs> I would say this has a lot more rewatchability just based on James McAvoy's performances alone. Yes. Because it's, like, so much of it is just watching him almost play it against himself in certain points. Right. Like, he plays so many characters. Even, like, Hedwig right. is so fucking sympathetic in this. Yeah. And it's just him right. playing this. Like, Hedwig gets fucked in this movie. <laughs> Everyone is using him. And all he wants is just someone that he can trust and, like, be a friend to. Right. Etc. Yeah, etc. <laughs> but everyone's using him because he's the most vulnerable out of everybody. Like, right. even, like, the, the different personalities inside Kevin are using him and, uh... Uh, Anna Taylor Joy's using him. It's like he can't find anyone that actually likes him for him. Right. They're just using him because he's that powerful. Well, he's an annoying nine-year-old. So like, yeah. <laughs> but he like, yeah, but he does things genuinely thinking like, oh, I'm gonna do this because this is gonna make this person like me. Right. Like the reason he keeps giving the light to Dennis and the the female like thing in Kevin. Uh huh. Is because they say they they pretty much act like his parents, right? And so it's like that's so he feels comfortable around them, and he keeps giving them the light where they're like doing this shit to try and awaken the beast, and then he keeps going with with uh uh I think it's like Cassie or something in it. I think it's her name. I can't remember. But I'm yeah, he keeps with going names. with her because he's got a fucking crush on her. Yeah. So it's like he's being used throughout, and and he's just like. Those scenes where it's like he, when he catches on that he's being used, like it's almost heartbreaking. Where it's like, did you just use me? <laughs> did you just use a child to get your personal gain? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's the way he plays it up. Like he feels like an actual personality. Yeah, and it's sometimes it's kind of heartbreaking. Where it's like she kind of has to do this to get out of this situation, but it it kind of fucked up that she's using essentially a child like the the mind of a child to get it right i actually really enjoyed have we nailed down what the guy's his personality that's like the ocd guy dennis is it really dennis yeah okay i really enjoyed him on this watch a lot because you kind of get a backstory of that personality too yeah which like emerged when kevin was three yeah because his mom is such a fucking weirdo that she like yeah she's such a clean freak that he develops a personality that's also a clean freak so that just to protect himself right and like turns into like ocd like yeah can't stand anything dirty like i really enjoyed his portrayal of him and i really enjoyed it when he was on strong philadelphia accent yeah i I liked all of that stuff i'm like i really enjoy this (laughs) quite a bit the only one that I was didn't fall in love with this time is when he played like the Marmish woman character. I liked it the first time I saw it, but I'm like, I don't feel like that one is as strong as like Hedwig or Dennis. Yeah. This time. 
I I, lo- I loved her just because it's like just like the small like facial things she would do where it's like ooh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's true I did like, like that I love that shit where it's like oh you're you're naughty <laughs> but I also did like too when he would do like a subtle change when he was like. Hedwig with like the blanket over his shoulders, and then he'd like perk up and like yeah, adjust and then, his posture. Yeah, and then like pull the the sleeve, like pull like the sleeve like over like his chest, like so he's like, like protecting. A shawl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's like kind of like covering his breasts. Right. It's like oh okay. Yeah, yeah, I was like oh that's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. All those little subtle things. I'm like I loved like going back and like when you find out that uh, Dennis is acting like Barry. Like going back and watching those scenes. Like those are really fun too. Right. Like, especially like. When you see like the the live journal of the actual Barry, mm-hmm. you can see that that Barry is different from the Barry that Dennis is trying to portray. Right. Because like when you see Dennis trying to act as Barry, he's really into into fashion. Like he right. just constantly keeps saying fashion things because that's all he knows about him. Right. But then when you see the live journal of him, like he just kind of like brings it up like out of like. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of like too. This is kind of like early spring. It's like I'm not too into that. <laughs> but anyways, this and this and this. Right. Or it's like he kind of like brings it up subtly here and there. He doesn't like. But then when Dwell Dennis, on it. <laughs> yeah. But then Dennis acting as Barry, just it's all he talks about. Or it's like that's all he knows about him. So he's trying right. to play himself off as Barry. <laughs> trying to just talk about silk pants for twenty minutes yeah. or whatever he was. So you doing. can see how like the 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 psychiatrist would catch on where it's like you're not Barry right and I also think that it's like an awesome idea of a person that has like DID but one of them is trying to impersonate another one yeah I'm like I I love that idea yeah and since Dennis has OCD and he overthinks everything like he does stuff where it's like like even a person who doesn't care that that's there or even a person that does care that it's there would not act that so like, when he, like, just walks blatantly through the trash, where it's right. like, you're just trying way too hard to show that you're not Dennis. Right. Right. I like that, too. But I I was trying to think of, like, the aftermath of that, because he's such a germaphobe. Yeah. That he would just go home and, like, burn his legs <laughs> or something, because he walked through trash. Like, what is the ramifications of that? But, uh... <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, just, like, small things like that was were just really cool. Like, he... Found ways to like throw small little eccentricities into all his performances for all the personalities that were like, like it made them what they are. Right. Um, what I also found just now peculiar is that so at the end they're in a basement of like a zoo. Yeah. And like I've never been in a basement of a zoo. No. <laughs> but like I can't imagine it looks a lot like this. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Well, it's like a long. It's the basement's weird. Cause it's got a long corridor to it, right? Like that long hallway that they're like running down, right? And I want it. And I want to just. At first, I, I I I thought it was like a zoo that's not operational, but it's got animals in it. No, it's operational because there's the guard at the end, right? When she, like when she like calls the walkie-talkie, and the guy's like, "Who's this?" Right, but I I couldn't I couldn't remember if that was just somebody that just happened to be on like the same kind of channel just like elsewhere with another walkie-talkie no. or if the building was still up and operational because i'm like wouldn't somebody be traversing these hallways at least once uh, yeah i don't know like somebody had to be on the payroll to at least maintain yeah this stuff right wouldn't he realize there's like three captive women down here <laughs> well, or at least of... a, an apartment going on down <laughs> they, here they kind of insinuate that like kevin 
they let Kevin do his own thing. And I don't know what that entails, but they were just like, he's he's off doing his own thing. So I don't know. I mean, it is kind of a stretch. You want to live in the zoo, kid? <laughs> yeah? Have your, have well, your way know, with it. I don't know if they know that he lives there. It's just that, like... I don't see how they can't. <laughs> he has a full-on decked-out rooms downstairs in this yeah. basement. Yeah, but... Yeah, I don't know what they really consider, like, people checking up on him. Yeah, it doesn't know. matter. If yeah. you think about it too hard about anything, it falls sure, apart. Sure, yeah. But, like, it's it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, I think in any job or something, like, you can probably get to a point where it's like, okay, he's got that part covered. <laughs> we just will never check on it. Yeah. We'll just take his word <laughs> yeah. for it. And it doesn't last that, I mean, maybe, yeah, like, the apartment stuff lasts for a while. But, like, I don't think he has the girls down there for a while. That no, long. probably just a couple days. Yeah. Right. But uh, anyway, just don't think about it and you'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. Um, anything else about this split? What, what, when you uh, initially heard about it or saw this, were you blown away that it was in the Unbreakable universe? I, I want to say I thought I heard a rumor that, that it might be part of it. So I, like, when I saw it, I was like, that's pretty cool. Uh-huh. But I didn't really know what to think of it, because it was like, I didn't even remember, like, being that big a fan of Unbreakable when I saw it, so I was like, okay, I mean, mm-hmm. that'll be interesting. But, I don't know, I, I I just really enjoyed, I think I enjoyed watching Split more, even more the second time around. Mm-hmm. Like, I think when I saw it in theaters, I was like, that was pretty good. Yeah. But here, I, I, like, I, I don't know, if it's just like being able to kind of anticipate certain things more or what, but I, I was really digging it this time around, even just watching like, like watching like all of his personalities and like the idea of like having like a cult, like within your own personalities, (laughs) almost a cult of personality, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. But I, I like that where it's like, they're, they're like scheming to make sure that they're on the surface so that they can, do this thing that's been prophesized like mm-hmm. within themselves not even like right in the world it's like we have a prophecy that we are capable of producing the beast within right. this body right and we're gonna go to measures to try and make sure it happens and like even like the name the horde is a really cool name for a villain yeah <laughs> it is i hope he's named that in glass or is he gonna be the beast because the horde is they call him when when they do like the stinger that shows Bruce Willis. They refer to him as the Horde. Do they? Yeah. Good. That'd be good. Uh. Anyway, because like, it's it's not just the Beast. It's like Dennis and the and Patricia are also like some pretty fucked up people. Right. And then <laughs> you don't even see some of them. So like, who knows what yeah. they can bring to the table too? Yeah. But well, they kind of insinuate the other ones are like. Like, watch out for these three, because they're Right, fucked. I know, because they took charge and, yeah. like... Even, like, Hedwig, in certain ways, is, like, he's he's not evil, but he's easily manipulated enough to and where it's, like... Enough yeah, where, where they can almost make him do whatever they want him to. Yeah. Which is, like, the sad thing about him. Is right. Like, he's, like, this pretty much nine-year-old that's, like, being coerced by <laughs> all these outside forces, and he just wants to... He just wants to sit in his room and listen to his Kanye albums. Right. <laughs> Kanye's a man. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, and, and like, even though, like, I'm assuming the Beast is going to play, like, most of the, the yeah. screen time for McAvoy and Glass. Yeah. Um, 
you could easily write it the way they have, like, the way his multiple personalities work is that one of his personalities is, like, getting fed up with what he's been treated. And so he can come out and break out and do something else. It's like, you can really do anything here. You haven't written yourself into a corner yet. Yeah. So, like... You've literally written a character full of infinite possibilities. (laughs) So... (laughs) Let's see it happen. Like, I would love to see just another movie with him specifically. Yeah. Like, I would, I like him as the villain. Yeah. So I don't know, like, how it would work, but, like, I would like to see more of him. So And, it, and you brought up last week how you thought Unbreakable was cool because we were seeing the origins of a superhero without really noticing it. Like, this right. is pretty much the origins of a supervillain. Right. Without really noticing it. Right. Until the end. Uh, I, and I really dig that. And then I like how somehow M night Shyamalan could trick us twice into believing that this supernatural stuff can happen yeah. in this world and like not think it's like a comic inspired idea. Yeah. And still keeps it grounded enough where it's yeah. Like and that's what see... I, re- I really enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, like he even bases a lot of the powers on like disorder, like actual disorders that happen. Right. Like, he actually does take, like, he takes the idea of a disassociative identity disorder right. and turns it into, what if this was a superpower? Right. <laughs> and he took that, like, real-life, like, degenerative disease yeah. that Sam Jackson has and turned it into something that... Yeah, like, what if this is a motivation for someone to just fuck that <laughs> shit up? Yeah! <laughs> and, like, so, like, I, I don't think uh, on this watch either that I thought... That it was as outlandish of an idea as I did the first time I saw it, of this multiple personality thing. Because I'm like, oh, he can scale walls and stuff. But, like, I really didn't mind it this time. And maybe I just knew what to expect. And he doesn't really come off as strong as I remember either. Granted, he can bend steel bars. Yeah. But I don't think he's, like, any stronger than, like, David Dunn was in Unbreakable. Yeah. I don't think so. But, like, I... Watching these two back to back, I am excited for Glass, even though when I watch the trailer for Glass, I feel like it has none of the personality that these two movies have. Yeah. I, I think yeah, the, the I think the main the main yeah, the appeal of both of them is that they're so centered on their characters and I feel like right. it's gonna be way more scattered with glass because they have to appease all three characters as opposed to just two for one and then one for the other. Right. But I don't think that would be, like, a huge feat. Yeah. They live in the same, like, a, like the real world. Yeah. But even, and, and even in Unbreakable and in this, like, the color palette is kind of muted. Yeah. And it, like, gives, like, a grungy real world feel to all this <laughs> kind of stuff. But then you see, like, the trailer for Glass and they've got, like bright purples and like bright greens and fuchsias and all this stuff playing. And it's like huge action. set pieces where McAvoy's running yeah. like a cat man. <laughs> and I'm like, it doesn't feel right. And I haven't watched anything more of glass or yeah. listened to any reviews yet. Cause yeah. I want to go in with my own. Yeah. But I just don't feel like it's going to stack up to what these two know. are, regardless of what you think of unbreakable or split yeah i feel like glass is gonna be something not 
closely associated with it tonally. I'm very curious to to see Glass now. Me too. Just based on yeah, these two films and like seeing like how they're gonna fit together and how the world itself is gonna come together. Yeah. I'm like I'm pretty pumped for it now. I am too. <laughs> like leading up it. into yeah, it. Yeah, just to see how it, how it all fits together. Yeah, so hopefully it is. Yeah. I also uh am a big fan of uh of like the beast in general just cuz I feel like like Kevin's superpower is that he develops a personality to cope with whatever's going on around him. Yeah. And like because he works at a zoo, he can construct like his own like monstrosity of a personality just based on the things that he's seen around him at the zoo. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's like a really cool, was a really cool concept. Like, especially like, I feel like the beast is definitely more lion based. Sure. Well, that's why he runs like a cat. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but, but no, but I, I, I like all that. that where it's like, it was like Patricia running like a cat. <laughs> oh, darling. <laughs> Purr, baby. <laughs> But no, but I, this I, kitty I like, has claws. <laughs> I like the idea. <laughs> I like the idea of that where it's like he he develops like this superpower where he can develop a personality to deal with any kind of emotional ideal, and then like what if one day like he fell into like a lion lion's den or something like that, and then his power kicks in and he develops this persona that can defend himself from something physically now as opposed to something emotionally. Yeah. Like, I don't know, I, th- I thought it was really cool. Like, even down to where, like... Because, like, I feel like the reason why... They go into, like, a kind of, like, a weird uh, description about why he is what he is now. Where, like, those... The two girls that he's that he's targeting... Mm-hmm. Like, I guess they went to the zoo one day and they, like, put his hands up their shirt. And then that's what triggered all this. Mm. Did you catch that? I did, but I thought that was... That happened to Barry. Yeah, it happened to Barry, but then that's what triggered that's what triggered all of like he lost the light and that's how it started getting to where Patricia and Dennis started taking over because Kevin felt threatened and then it automatically goes to them when he feels threatened. Because I feel like those like uh Dennis, Patricia and Hedwig are the ones are like the initial personalities. Right. So then like being exposed to something sexually that triggers him back to like those initial personalities. That's why they never came out because I feel like he's becoming more like comfortable in his skin and like as he went on like just like certain things triggered different personalities mm-hmm. that didn't feel make him feel threatened. I couldn't tell at one point what when he went into therapy like who the therapist thought was, like, the main person living the life. Because Barry sent the email. She said that Barry is the one... She brings up that Barry was the one in charge of the light. Okay, so... I Stop me if I'm wrong, but my thought is that if Barry was in charge for an extended amount of time... Yeah. That he wouldn't be a person that would work at a zoo... He worked at like somewhere else where he created fashions and stuff like that. Yeah, but I. Th- but then Kevin would have been the one to work at a zoo, so if she's 
and she makes mention that like he has been working for a while but like i don't know if that means like kevin was working at the zoo and that means that's what she was talking about and barry just happened to be like one of the head personalities at the time oh she I, I think it's ambiguous. Yeah. And I don't think it's necessarily nailed down because that's, I I didn't really think about it until actually you brought it up. Yeah. She brings up that like, she's, she's impressed that she's, he's kept that job for so long because people with his disorder don't keep a job for that long. Yeah. So I'm, I'm guessing maybe it's kind of like a, like a mutual thing where they all just kind of decided that they they'll just decide to work at the zoo. Like, it was kind of like a group thing. Mm-hmm. Like, they kind of agreed to it together. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. I have no idea. But anyway, just you bringing that up, I'm just like, I have no idea. Because it makes no sense to me why Barry would want to work at a zoo. Yeah. But I just imagine him working like... Tigers, baby. I just, <laughs> I just imagine him working like a Hollister or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. Or like a Nordstrom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a department store yeah. selling a s- bunch of clothes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I think that's that's really all I got to say about like split. Yeah. What did you think of the ending with uh, Cassie with like the whole scars on her body? I I thought it was, I thought it was good. It, yeah. Um, I completely forgot about it until this watch again. Yeah. But uh, I liked that. Because the Beast came out because Kevin was scarred as a kid. He views everyone like himself worthy of being on the... Living on Earth. Yeah. And then everybody else who's lived like a posh life with no strife has to go because they don't know what life is. It's kind of like an evolution thing or something. Like, in order to be a a fully evolved human, you have to experience pain in some way. Mm -hmm. Because that's kind of like the whole, like, thesis of the Horde, where it's like, you need to... Like, the reason why we're targeting these girls is because they're, like, stuck-up bitches, and we need to show them that you need to... That pain makes you grow. Yeah. I liked that motivation for, like, a evil suspense-like character. I think it's a cool yeah. motivation. Yeah. No, I, I dug it. The only thing was, like... So she's covered in scars, and then uh, the police pick her up. Then why don't they ask her about the scars, and why don't they just <laughs> give her back to her uncle without any questions? <laughs> Especially after the one's like, all right, your uncle's here. And yeah, she just like, your uncle's here. And she's like, in yeah, she's got this like big wide eyed look. And it's like, oh, why is this girl covered in scars scared to go back with her uncle? Probably nothing. <laughs> well, I'll probably forget about it later. All right. Well, get out of the fucking car, would you? Come on, it's beer 30. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my God. I used to. <laughs> I used to work with a guy that every day when it was quitting time, he said it's beer 30 and I fucking hate that guy <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but I love that quote coming out of you just now. It tickled me very well. But anyway, that is split JT. Yeah. So yeah. What would you grade the movie? I, I thought it was super strong. Like I, I didn't bring this up when we were reviewing it, but I thought the acting in this was way stronger than, than, uh, unbreakable. I just based on, on James McAvoy alone, but even, uh, Anna Taylor joy, just everything she does, she does like subtly. And then when she is like fucking terrified, you feel fucking terrified. Mm-hmm. 
and I I really enjoyed it. I would agree that I think the acting is a smidge better than on Unbreakable. Yeah. Except for the last scene that's tacked on that that says the twist. <laughs> or it's like where that lady's like bless. <laughs> <laughs> where the lady at the 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 counter What was the name of that guy? Fifteen years ago? Fifteen years in ago. In the wheelchair? What was his name? <laughs> Sounds like the glass. It sounds like the old late, like the old lady that we bring up on here <laughs> that well, doesn't know hey, how things work. What do you, what do you do? <laughs> how do you make this work? How do I attach a photo to an email? Just click on that uh, paperclip, there, Grandma. <laughs> what paperclip? There's. Paper clips don't exist on the internet. You use that for paper. Are you talking about the Clippy in Microsoft <laughs> Word? He asked me questions. I don't even want to answer. First of all, Grandma, you need to update past Windows 95. <laughs> it's driving me nuts here. I don't get technology and you kids. Oh, I don't get it. I just don't understand. I guess it. I'll just die not knowing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever, Grandma. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I. Did you say your grade? No, I didn't. Oh, so, but okay. Yeah, no, I thought the acting was way better in this, and I thought the 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 story. I've never had anything against M. Not Shyamalan's like storytelling. I thought Unbreakable was compelling in terms of its story, just the acting, but. Uh, <laughs> No, I, I loved it. I'm going to give it like a solid like A minus. I oh I liked my. it quite a bit. I can't remember what I gave Unbreakable. Um I probably said A minus for Unbreakable. Yeah. But I like watching this, I think I liked it just a bit more. I I I'm sorry. I, I I like split just a bit more than I liked it last time. Yeah. But I th- I can't I can't tell if I liked it more than Unbreakable or not. Because I think I got a lot of nostalgia for Unbreakable because I liked it a lot when it came out. Yeah. So I'll, I'll think I'll go with an A-. minus. Yeah. I feel like this is a different story than Unbreakable. Like, Unbreakable was more of yeah. a drama and this was more of, like, a suspense horror. Yes. But that almost kind of makes me like it more because, like, you're taking, like, these two different, like, genres of film that are both kind of dealing with super-powered people and then, like putting it into another film mm-hmm. that could very much well just be a, a stupid superhero film. Yeah. What, what, by how the, by the looks of it. But if they if they find a way to portray it well enough, I think that could be a really cool like three different completely different movies with com- three completely different genres like all telling the exact same story. Yeah. I I just have a fear that glass is just an action-y set piece. Yeah. Because at some point, the hero and villain have to fight each other. Yeah. And I get that that's a, a trope of superhero movies and heroes and villains. Yeah. I get it. I'm in that fucking world all the time. Like, I'm... I go out and fight crime all the time. <laughs> I'm curious to see what happens when David Dunn first touches Kevin. Like, is he going to blow up? There's, like, fucking 26 people in him. <laughs> like, the fuck is all this shit? <laughs> Oh my god. That would be fucking amazing. Just like start seizuring out and just like oh, fuck. Uh but yeah, split. 
solid. I even liked it more on this watch yeah, than I did previous. I know. I was surprised. Like I was like, oh, oh, I liked the first split. I guess it was okay. But I liked it a lot more the second time around. Yeah, me too. Uh, well, with uh, that out of the way, Glass is up next. Oh, yeah. We'll see what that is going to go. Go to your local theater to check it out. We got uh, some of you are lucky enough. We got Martin Luther King Day coming oh, up on gosh. Monday. I believe. So uh, head out to your theater if you have a day off. There you go. I don't have it off, but I'll probably see it after work because uh, Chelsea's going to be watching the babe. So I'll just there you sneak go. out of work sneak and go out. see a movie. <laughs> That's right. Just like Heathcliff. <laughs> like Mutley from fucking <laughs> Wacky Racers. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I'll probably tell her I'm going to a movie. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, just, just tell her you're having an affair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going out fucking. So. <laughs> anyway, uh, is there anything else you've been into this last week? Um, I saw the movie A Simple Favor. Okay. With uh, the the movie by Paul Feig that had Anna Kendrick and uh, Blake Lively in it. Uh-huh. Like it's that one where it's like it's not so much a comedy from him. Okay. I liked it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I couldn't tell where you were leading me to this. <laughs> no, I was, uh, like, it's kind of cool. I would suggest checking it out, because it's like, uh... We gotta get a disc. You can rent it on fucking Amazon, Troy. <laughs> so Jesus you did Christ. get the disc. Yeah. But, like, uh, it's, it's like a, it's a very, like, Hitchcockian type film, but it's a lot lighter than, mo- like, Hitchcock films, and it's, like... I love when, like, comedy directors, like, do a movie that's not comedy because, like, when they throw comedic elements in there, it's actually funny. Yeah. I don't feel like that to be comedic the whole fucking time. Uh-huh. And this is definitely, like, one of those situations where it's, like, it's not jokes a mile a minute, but then, like, in the moments where you can fit one in there, it works. hmm And I feel like more comedies need to do shit like that. Like, not feel like you have to make people laugh every two seconds. Right. And... I don't even really consider this movie a comedy. It's more kind of like a mystery noir type, like trying to figure out who done it type thing. And okay. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Blake Lively is really good in this too. Really? Yeah, I'm surprised. <laughs> like, yeah, like a lot of the shit she's in, she's like kind of the cardboard. But in this, like, she kind of plays like this debutante kind of like seductress, where like. You can kind of see, like, the charm in her, even though you can tell, like, she's kind of crazy. Hmm. And she's really fucking good in it. Anna Kendrick's hmm. charming. Hmm. I really liked it. Hmm. Surprises me. Yeah. Definitely check it out. A simple favor. All right. It's a fun It's a fun watch. All right. And uh, me and Molly saw the Jonah Hill written and directed film mid-90s. I've been meaning to watch that. It's pretty good. I wouldn't say it's it's as good as eighth grade, but there are like some cool moments in it. There's some. It's pretty funny. Um, I heard uh some reviews of it, of people that I kind of respect their opinion, and I was just like, uh, I, f- I feel like I'll watch it and I, I won't enjoy it. It's, I think like uh, it appeals a lot more to like people that like grew up like in the city, like the skateboard lifestyle. Mm. But there are some funny moments in it, though. Like, okay. it is, there are, like, some moments to definitely check out. And, uh, I don't know. I thought it was good. 
it it kind of rides like that eighth grade train a little bit, but it's like I think eighth eighth grade was definitely better, but there are like moments in this where it, it's still funny. Okay, there is a, definitely a scene where like a, a fucking eleven year old kid like pretty much fucks a high schooler though. Oh Jesus, which is really weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, yeah. But other than that, it was it was a fun it was a fun watch. All right. I wouldn't, like, go out of my way for it, but it, if you catch it, like, if it's on, like, Amazon Prime or something someday, check it out. It's, okay. It's, 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 it's worth your time. All right. All right. And uh, this, a show that I've been really getting into is, uh, I didn't even know this existed until, like, three months ago. Me and Molly started watching the show Letterkenny on Hulu. We were talking about it right before we started recording. This show is the funniest fucking thing (laughs) ever. And it's so dumb. Uh Uh-huh. But it's like, just the banter between everybody is so out there. It's, God, it's so fucking hilarious. Like, especially for, like, us where we, like, we we live in, like, a small town. Uh Uh-huh. And it takes place, like, in a small town in Ontario called Letterkenny, uh-huh. and it's like, you're, the main people you're following are like these guys that run a farm, <laughs> and like, but then you also follow like these two guys that are like hockey players that are like pretty much just like, just meathead jocks, uh-huh. and they're just like, just keep throwing shit back at each, like back and forth to each other, it's like, gonna, gonna fucking ride some ice, bro, huh? <laughs> gonna get some skeezy, bro, huh? Yeah? <laughs> And they're just like, hold my spitter. And they're just like, fucking, like, <laughs> take their shirts off and, like, fight people and shit. <laughs> and then there's also, like, like the one, like, the guys that I'm not really into is, like, there's, like, these, like, weird meth heads that do, like, fucking, like, goth dancing. Uh-huh. Like, the first time you see them, they do, like, that shit from, like, you ever seen, like, a video where there's, like, people with glow sticks where they're just, like, kind of, like, fucking, like, dub-stepping and, like, fucking <laughs> right. goth clothes and right. shit. Like, they're doing that shit all the time. Right. But, like, they're... They have other moments too, but god damn it. There's like so much shit with uh like the main characters like Wayne and fucking Derry. <laughs> <laughs> just like these two fucks that just like run this produce stand and they just keep fucking talking about weird shit. Alright. And uh Litter Kenny's fucking amazing. I, I know uh Dinosaur Neil sent me a clip of it just I don't even know, a week ago or something. Yeah. And it's one that I've seen before. And that's all I've seen of it, and I loved it. But I didn't know it was more than anything than, like, that clip, Yeah, I guess. And so I'm going to have to go and try to find this and yeah. watch it. They have, like, a, they have like a, have a friend called Squirrely Dan. It's just this fat-bearded dude that just says everything plurally, almost. Where it's <laughs> like, oh, you on the Facebooks? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I, I'll... Probably watch an episode before I go to bed now. <laughs> it's so good. Definitely check out Letter Kenny. But yeah, that's all I've been into. Um, I did a bit of reading this last week, JT. Oh Surprise to this no bookworm. one. Bookworm. <laughs> um, my dad actually stopped by yesterday, and if you follow me on Twitter, you probably already saw that I posted some of my favorite things of it. But he had some old comics. That he just gifted me that he put away Mm -hmm. from the 70s. And he, like, gave me one where it's, like, an anthology book of, like, multiple Superman stories. And one of them I read is, like, his boss at the Daily Planet, Perry White, got superpowers for a day. (laughs) And 
It is like the best comic I've ever read because it's so fucking stupid. But like, he gets so he the whole thing starts where he goes home and he's like, "I'm gonna tend to my garden. Oh, my roses look good. My azaleas probably need some work." And what is that over there? And it's like this giant mutant plant flower thing <laughs> that looks like it has arms and legs and a sinister look and it's like six feet tall and he looks at it and he's like hmm i should probably eat the fruit that's growing off of that thing <laughs> turns out now i have superpowers so i'm gonna go out and fight crime and so like he realized he has superpowers so he realized he can like light a cigar that's already in his mouth with his heat vision and he has an asbestos superhero suit so he can <laughs> not catch fire when he flies really fast. And, like, at the end, Supergirl shows up and she, and it's, like, so misogynistic when she shows up. She's like, yeah, I used, I used my common sense for once. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, the 70s were a different time. Excuse me, toots, men are talking. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> It's like, and then Superman, like, he's like, oh, Supergirl did such a good job. I can't wait to tell the, <laughs> the world about her sometime. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> it's like, my God. Anyway, it was, it was an amazing. Hey, and Supergirl, how, how about you go super home and cook some super meatloaf <laughs> for me? It was so absurd that it was like the best thing I've read in a while. I also read... For uh, an upcoming Imperious Rex, uh -oh, get ready I for dived it. into uh, the Valiant universe, and I read Ooh. all three trades of this book called Divinity, Okay, which is uh, an interesting read. I'm not going to give my full spoilers here, but the gist of the story is that there's these Russian cosmonauts that secretly made it into space before the U.S. did. Yeah. And instead of going to the moon, they were launched into the far edge of the universe. Oh, they just went, bro went for broke. Right. <laughs> and they knew it was a mission they probably wouldn't come back on because it was a 30-year mission or whatever. Yeah. And they end up getting to the edge of the universe in like 27 years or whatever and keep meet this amazing thing where they obviously get superpowers but they turns him into like almost like Dr. Manhattans. Yeah. And then they come back to Earth where they can pretty much do anything. Yeah. In this universe that has like nobody really stronger than the Avengers. Yeah. So they don't have even like a Superman. Oh shit. So they come back and like they can like turn people into butterflies and like bring people back from the dead. From a past time. Yeah. Not like bring them back from the grave, but like pluck them out of a previous time and drop them in front of you. Oh, God. It's like, like they can do all this amazing shit. And it's like how there's three cosmonauts that went into space. Yeah. The first one, the Divinity One, is about one that comes back and how he's like a benevolent god. Yeah. The second one comes back and how she is all for Mother Russia and saw how the world changed when she was gone. Yeah. And wants to, like, change things. Oh, shit. And the third one, I 
if still have an issue left of. Yeah. So I want to see like how it all plays out, but like it's pretty interesting stuff. Oh, shit. And I like how that it's not just these American astronauts going up. They're like cosmonauts. Yeah. And they're not all white. Like the first guy that comes back is like a black Russian cosmonaut. Yeah. The second one is a a female uh, cosmonaut who was like usually looked down on in the 60s. Yeah. But now is like this big powerful character. It's pretty interesting how like this universe is not afraid to have diversity in, which is really refreshing. Oh, cool. So anyway, that's Divinity. Check out. It's got three parts to it and even like a fourth part called Eternity, which I haven't read yet. Yeah. So anyway. And then the last thing I read All right. is that uh, Marvel Comics just reacquired the rights to Conan the Barbarian. Oh, shit. It was uh, a mainstay in the 70s of Conan stories. Even my dad dropped off an old issue of Conan when he dropped off that Superman book. Yeah. And they sold it off to Dark Horse for a while, and they had their whole run with it. But Marvel now has it back, and it's... I picked up the first issue of it, and I like it. Yeah? It's nothing intelligent. (laughs) It's just like Conan gets tricked by this gypsy witch who disguises herself as this beautiful woman... Goes to bed with him and is this old hag that, like, poisons him and then tries to use his blood to, like, start this demon rising. And he just hacks everybody to bits. And God I'm like, damn it. cool. Like, I sometimes I just want in a barbarian that just wants to hack people to death. Who knew Conan's kryptonite was pussy? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I, I just love a good classic blunt instrument that just runs through stuff like it's it's fun sometimes (laughs) like in comparison to like a batman or whatever so anyway if you're interested use their brain to actually fight crime (laughs) right get a sword and start hacking right and then get some sweet tang afterwards (laughs) and reap the benefits (laughs) but anyway if anyone's interested in the new conan launch i dug the first issue so check that out so, JT, yes. if people want to now reap the benefits with you online, where can they do so? Well, before I get to that, I got one more thing that I forgot to bring oh up, Troy. Oh, my God. Uh, True Detective Season 3 came out. Mmm. I watched the first two episodes of that. It's. I also thought that was dropping this weekend. Oh, no, it came out last weekend. Damn it. Okay. But, uh, yeah, they, have the, they put out the first two episodes on HBO Go, so okay. I watched those. And it's good. Yes, I'm happy. He he learned Thank his lessons you. from the he learned his lessons from from the second season where it's like keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> You're pretty much following this Mahershala Ali, and they're like jumping between three different timelines, like 1980, 1990, and then 2014. Okay, and like he's like like uh, on the case of these two missing kids. Solid. And it's like a case from like the 1980s. And then like they do that. And then he's doing a deposition in the 1990s. And then he's an old man reflecting on everything. And then like it's kind of, it kind of plays out kind of like how the first season did. But I think okay. it's not as weird. Okay. I think it's like some shit though where it's like on like the crime scenes, they have like these weird corn husk dolls. Mm-hmm. So it's like 
there might be something involving that. You're not really sure yet, but okay. it's a strong first two episodes. All right. Awesome. I am disappointed in myself that I didn't know it was coming out last weekend. Thought everything was dropping this next weekend. No. So, Fuck me. <laughs> All right. But I'm going to jump into that. I'll probably watch that first out of anything. There you go. I'm really excited for True yeah. Detective. And, and it's good so far. I was digging it. Good. For all of you out there who support the second season and defend it, fuck you. Because it's not good. It's not. You're reading too much into it. <laughs> anyway, so if people if people are now angered by what I just said, where can they talk to you online yeah, about it? Send me it? all of your hate mail for Troy and Bucky Furman on Twitter. Also, Bucky Furman on Instagram. I'm Bucky Furman on Snapchat. Troy. Uh, talk to me at Troy to the Max on Twitter. Talk to us both at Review Review Pod on Twitter as well. All of our new episodes are uploaded to facebook.com slash reviewreviewpod as well as our hosting site uh, reviewreviewpod.podbean.com but we're also on any podcatcher you have out there such as Google Podcasts, uh, Alexa devices, we're on Spotify, we're on Stitcher. I'm looking in to get us on Pandora if uh, that interests anyone. I don't know why anyone would want to listen to podcasts on Pandora, but hey, it's another avenue. And we also brought up YouTube, if anyone cares. <laughs> um, we also are also on uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, so if you listen to us there, rate and review us, because if you like the show, that helps other people find the show. Oh, yeah. And if you want to write in like some of our good friends do from time to time... We have an email at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to vote in our term of random movies. We've got Overlord versus Children of Men. Mm-hmm. So be sure to vote on Twitter. Let your voice be heard. That is correct. You can do that at reviewreviewpod to be specific. Be specific. Specific. Uh, that's the show, JT. Yes. This uh, this coming Monday, we're doing a flash flashback, flashback, where uh, we are diving into another film from a controversial director that involves a abduction of some sort. We're talking about <laughs> Tusk. Tusk. Oh my goodness, what a revisit! Yeah. So uh, I think we talk more about a documentary that we saw about <laughs> Tusk than we do actually Tusk. Okay, but I'll put it up anyways because that makes sense for what I just said. All right. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, oh, I haven't thought about Tusk in a while. Yeah. Oh. I, I went back and listened to the review. We did not. <laughs> just listen. <laughs> just listen. We just did not. We did not. Uh, okay, sweet deal. And then coming up Thursday, we should round out our Shyamalanaverse. Wrapping up our Shyamalanaverse with glass. Sweet deal. Everyone check it out this weekend. If you had an extended weekend... Make it worth it. Go out, and, go out and see a flick. Do a date night. That's right. Do a date night. Go out after work to say you're fucking or <laughs> say whatever. Say you're fucking and go. <laughs> go see a movie instead. Sorry, hon. I'm having sex with someone strange. <laughs> then go and see a movie. That's the, If that's your excuse like me, then you're doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing it. You're doing the right thing. <laughs> Uh, but that's going to be it for this week's episode. Hope everyone enjoyed our review of Split. Yep. If you have any differencing opinions about the Shyamalaniverse, let us know on the social medias. Yeah. 
love to hear back from that one guy who is a really big fan of Unbreakable. Uh oh. Um. Yeah, under an anchor. Yeah. Yes, on Twitter. Yes. Yeah. Love to hear back from you. Maybe you should go under an anchor guy. Go check out <laughs> Glass and give us your 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 two cents on it. Yeah, Sean. Hit up the cinemas. Sean! I know you're probably busy drawing comic books. Do you know what? Just pump the Who brakes a, a bit, shit? okay? Yeah. I know it's probably your bread and butter, but shut the fuck up. Take a me day Take and go, me day. See go see glass. glass. Let us know what you think. Call me. Call you me. don't have my number. Call me, bro. But you have. You can hit me in the DMs all you want, babe. Ooh, look out. <laughs> so that's who you fuck. <laughs> Sean, I'll be seeing you later. <laughs> I'll be seeing you when I'm supposed to be watching Glass. <laughs> anyway, that's the show for this week. We will check you in on Monday, and then we will review Glass Thursday be a great time but until we do any of that i have been troy to the max extreme i am as always gg3k and we are off <laughs>